episode of Gum Under the Table. Yeah, uh, the podcast you didn't mean to find, but now that you found it, you're stuck with us. Yes. I'm yes. I'm Lena, and I'm losing my voice, as you can hear. Yes, never a fun time. No, um, no. Um, I'm Claire, and bats can see. Bats can see. Bats can see. I guess that makes their eyeballs not totally useless. No, because they can see better than us. Better? Yeah, they don't use echolocation to, like, see, to get around. They just use echolocation to find bugs. Why why can they see better than us? Because they have better eyesight. I don't know what else to tell you. Wow. They can even see in the dark better than us. Damn, well. I tried to tell you this, Lena, a week ago, but you didn't take me seriously. Oh, I, I took you I, 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 I didn't know they see better than us. I just assumed, like, you know, if they have eyeballs, they, I, they've got, I guess they got to see a little bit. But I always thought they saw worse than us. So I wasn't too shocked by that fact that they mm-hmm. can see, you know. Bats can see. Yeah, that's... That's been blowing my mind for the past couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. That'll do it. That'll do it. That'll anyway, blow your mind. What are we talking about today, Lena? Claire, today we're going to talk about sexuality. Oh, yes, we are. Which is great. Which is great to talk. Sometimes it's, you know, some people are a little uncomfortable talking about it, which is fine. You know, we're kind of made to feel ashamed about our sexuality. Um, and we, we aren't really taught how to talk about it in a healthy way. So we're going to do that today, I think, a little bit. We're going to talk about, about, about sexual orientation, I think, is kind of uh, that. And, and, and uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll kind of see what, what this conversation brings to us. Yeah, we'll, we'll just kind of see where it goes. Um, I don't know, maybe share some of our own experiences. I don't know. Well, we'll see. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I'll I'll start off by saying that I, I well, I don't really like to use labels too much, but um, I guess the label that fits my sexual orientation most is uh, uh, pansexual. Um, I, I came out as bisexual in the ninth grade uh, to my family and the people around me. Um, I was in a relationship with a girl at the time and. Uh, yeah, and then I, a, a while later, I just decided to open up that li- label a little bit more to pansexual, um, and uh, now, and now I just don't really, I just, I just say I'm gay. Um, I don't really like, I don't really use, I don't, I don't like the labels too much. So that's me. That's you. Yeah. What about you, Claire? What about me, Lena? Oh boy. <laughs> Would you like to share? Well, yes, I. I'm, but at this point, I'm pretty much just unsure. Mm-hmm. But as of lately, I've been pretty certain that I'm, I, I fall somewhere under the asexual umbrella. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really sure. I'm kind of just not putting too much pressure on, on myself to know, you yeah. know, like, like you yeah. said the label thing I don't really care much for labels but kind of having that understanding that maybe I am asexual has really helped 
a lot of pressure off in a way. Yeah. Um, it kind of, I don't know, it just kind of, exp- it, it's nice to have a word that you can use to kind of e- explain yourself in a way that is hard to otherwise. Totally, especially especially when the way that you are isn't necessarily like heterosexual, right? Um, yeah. It's good to have a word for that. Yeah, exactly. So I've kind of just, I've been, you know, not, not thinking about it too much, um, but I don't know, anytime it does come up, I kind of, I don't know, like I, I, I'm definitely, I'm fairly certain that I am some sort of asexual, all right? Yeah, <laughs> I don't some, something about that, yeah, but for sure. I'm asexual, that is me. No, my family doesn't really know. My brother knows, but some most of my like close friends know just because I don't know. It's it's it doesn't really matter to me as a label and for me to go around telling people. <laughs> it's kind of weird to me and also I'm not 100% certain, so I feel weird. For sure. Friend. Yeah, you don't you don't need to and especially, you know, asexuality is something that isn't is just not talked about very often at all. Yeah, that's probably why I didn't know it was a thing until very recently. Yeah, yeah, you don't, you don't. And um, from what I know, often people who are asexual uh, struggle when they come out to people in their lives and they tell people and people are like, oh, you just, you just, you know, haven't found the right person. You're just confused. All these things, right? And that'll, that'll keep someone from. Exactly. And, and that is, you know, partly one reason why I haven't talked to my parents about this because I, I don't know what they know about about most sexualities in general, you know? Like, they probably don't even know what pansexual is. They just grew up in a time where thing, these things were less talked about. So I do worry about that if I'm telling people I'm, I don't know, usually I'm, I'm anxious about them having that reaction of, what the heck is that? That's not a real thing. Or For sure. You can't really describe how it feels to other people or or more how it like it's a lack of feeling yeah totally and I mean yeah often the generation of our parents um they even if they're they're uh you know progressive or whatever and they they are not homophobic they might have a hard time with certain other identities um I, I know that my mom is very like she's very progressive and she has a lot of uh gay friends but when I came out to her as bisexual she was just very dismissive of of that as an identity and kind of like that's not a real thing you're just confused right Um, which is something that you hear all the time um and it's not just straight people who say that it's also you know it's kind of like being in the middle where you're, you're not straight enough and you're not, you know, you're especially especially as a bisexual woman. There's a lot of like you. There's a lot of fetish fetishization there, right? Yeah. Like that, like oh, that's so hot or whatever. It's, and then with uh, with lesbians, it's like oh well, I'm not gay enough, right? So yeah, it's like you'll never really be accepted by anyone, uh, or not that you know I said that wrong. You'll never be <laughs> accepted by everyone. <laughs> Thank- sharing advice there sorry yeah let me clarify that you you'll you know i'm claire accepts me so many people accept me surround yourself with the people who accept you but it's challenging it's challenging the thing is you gotta 
it's not just finding people that accept you it's finding people that don't really care in a way you know like it doesn't make a difference to them who you who you are or what your sexuality is they they just know you for you I yeah. you know it is a huge part of who you are so it is part of you but it's not the part that they really pay any special attention towards they're just like yeah that's my friend over there they're not yeah like, oh, friend over there well I guess some people would say that but yeah yeah well you know it's also like you don't want to you don't want to tokenize someone right like you see it a lot with um like gay men who get um tokenized by their their straight female friends as like they're like the gay best friend it's like oh it's my friend he's gay you know um that's just like reducing someone down to their identity like one part of their identity is just never really a good idea yeah exactly like it's better to look at people as a whole and I don't know that's you know it's I don't know it's it's hard for for people who you know do identify as something other than heterosexual I you know I obviously don't really have that much personal experience with it but uh I know that there's so much anxiety and and just worry about telling other people or or just you want to be accepted by people for more than just your sexuality but you still want people to know because at the same time it is a big part of who you are yeah you know yeah for sure yeah you I mean this is kind of this balance of like really your sexual orientation and preferences aren't really anyone's business right like if you were straight you wouldn't come out being like I really like people with dark hair or something like that right so like but it's also like it's also important for people in your life to know that and expect that and and I'm I'm hoping we're getting to closer to a, a, a place uh, in our society where it's not just like expected for you to be straight and then you know yeah like I I hope that if I have kids they can just like bring whoever they want home right and they don't have to like tell me like oh I'm gay but then maybe they're not actually maybe they're bisexual or like you know like just figure it like figure it out by like by living right less of a big deal yeah exactly yeah exactly that because you always expect well I feel like most generations nowadays are you know our generation and the the one below us I don't I forget what they're called I can't keep up millennials no, the one below us, the the newer ones. Well, we're we're technically a part of Gen Z. Okay, I clearly don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I feel like the generations that are older than us, maybe not millennials, well, some, but older generations. I feel like, you know, since they did grow up in in a time where it was less spoken out loud about and less, um, less, you know, just. What's that word? Less um, celebrated. Yeah. Society. Well, by you know most people, it's it's hard. It could be hard for them to 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 think what you like. You just said you want to get to a point where you you don't expect 
a, a child to be heterosexual, you know? Yeah. I, it, I, oh, I'm having such a hard time here. <laughs> it's okay. Take your time. They're difficult subjects, you know? No, I haven't, I haven't written anything down this episode, so this is just pure brainstorming going on as I talk. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's older generations, they, since they didn't grow up, you know, with um, that celebrated, they, that's why, you know, even us today, sometimes we expect people to be heterosexual because it's, that's just, you know, how it, how it seems like it's always been is it, it seems like most, most people are heterosexual, even if they're not. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's, it's heteronormativity, right? It's this expectation that being straight is the norm and that's what's regular. When I really think that like any kind of, of binary, like strict, like I'm talking like, I'm so straight. Or I'm so gay. Like, I, I find that to be very rare. Um, and I, I always like to challenge people, specifically men who are straight, um, who are like, oh, I'm straight. I'm so straight. Like, I'm, I'm so straight. I'd be like, okay. There's probably at least one man on earth that you would have sex with. Or at least make out with, right? Like, I'm talking like Brad Pitt, you know? Like... Brad Pitt. No one... Like, you can't say no to Brad Pitt and or to like whoever else you're into, you know, like, and it's like, I always, I always either get, you know, oh yeah, Ryan Gosling or something like that, or they just like, they don't want to admit it, but you kind of feel, you know, it's just like, it's hard, it's hard to talk about that sometimes, but I just, I think that it's really rare for people to be just like, so strict right. in their orientation. Or the other yeah it I, I agree I, I feel like even if you don't necessarily admit it or even realize it you are more likely somewhere that's not just completely straight or completely gay you know you're probably yeah like, I, I don't know it's people are weird people like things that they I don't know <laughs> that they don't realize <laughs> I don't know um, yeah I mean I mean you, you sometimes it's hard to know it's hard to know yeah um so Lena mm-hmm. um if you want I wanted to ask you how like when did you first start to realize that you were not heterosexual you know, like, did you have any early signs, like, when you were a kid, or any experiences where really got you thinking, or? Dude, I, I had, I, I didn't know at the time, but I was such a gay child, like, like, I, I think my first kiss was with a girl, um, and I was, like, very young, I'm talking, like, I'm not saying, like, first kiss, like, you know, but I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm talking about, like, running around in the dirt you know maybe like five years old or something um (laughs) I don't know I I feel like there's that and then and then there were a few cases there were a few cases of that there was also this uh girl who moved to my neighborhood when I was maybe eight or nine and we were friends and uh she she kissed me one day and my my brother and his friends saw it and they were making fun of her 
Um, and they just assumed that I didn't want, you know, I was like against that. And I felt really bad and I was defending her. It turns out she, now she's very, very gay. Um, which is funny how that turned out. But yeah, there's that. And then, um, you know, some like heavy crushes on cartoon characters. Uh, the, the, the chick from Atlantis. You know, I, I never watched that. You never watched that movie. That's a good one. I don't know. Um, but definitely just like you don't you don't know, you know, when you're that young it's so hard to know. Um but it was probably around the eighth grade, seventh, eighth grade, when I started realizing that I I don't think I was straight. I think I think in the seventh grade, I don't know if you remember this, but I remember saying that I would only ever in my life date bisexual men because I liked femininity. And then I was like, wait a second, maybe I just like girls, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was, that's kind of, those are kind of my, my experiences before actually like realizing. Yeah. Um, but then once you realize, you look back and you're like, that was gay, that was gay, that was gay, you know, but yeah, everything makes so much more sense. Exactly. What about you, Claire? Um, well, yeah, you know, you know, I mean, it wasn't really until hit, what, during the time when I hit puberty when, you know, there's really any, I really noticed anything different about myself because before that, like, kind of everyone's asexual, you know, like a kid a kid isn't gonna necessarily have those kinds of thoughts about other people just because they don't have those hormones necessarily, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So for sure. I guess when I when I was probably around the age of like 12, 13 and all the years above that until now, um I I, I always noticed something just, I, I don't know, I felt like something was different about me than other other people my age, other girls my age specifically, just because, you know, everybody was always so interested in, in dating and in, you know, getting having a boyfriend and <laughs> all that. And I, I never related to that. Yeah. I, I was always, you know, I played along. I was like, yeah, I really like this person and this person. Because that's what middle school kids do. You know, you ask each other, like, who do you have a crush on? And everyone always has to, ha- has to have a crush on someone. Oh, I always had a crush on someone. Like, <laughs> I, I, I felt so weird about not. Yeah, for sure. So I would just kind of convince myself that I did. Yeah. Just, you know, this person. Um even though I really, I did not care about boys at all or girls. Yeah. Or um, anyone. Yeah. I didn't give a shit about anyone. <laughs> I quickly noticed it when, when I would be, you know, maybe watching a movie or something with, with a friend or a group of friends and there'd be a certain actor on the screen and all my friends would, <laughs> you know, start talking about, how hot they thought the actor was and like, you know, oh my gosh, that he's so attractive. And I, I would just kind of smile and nod like, yep, don't yep. see it, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> kind of go with it. And for so long, I just kind of went with it. And I, every time these little things happen, I 
happened, I would kind of question myself, you know, I'd think what should I, should I be feeling those feelings as well? Yeah. Thinking the same things that my friends are thinking and thinking and, you know, why don't I ever have crushes on boys or anyone, you know, just a lot of questioning. And for a while I put a lot of pressure on that because I, I was just so confused about (laughs) what, what I was and by this point I kind of thought okay maybe I'm not heterosexual maybe I'm not straight but I couldn't think of a single other sexual orientation that really fit what I was experiencing yeah Um, about maybe a year no probably less than a year ago actually when I I I found I, I learned about asexuality and I thought oh that is the first word that has described me in a, in forever you know yeah yeah feels feels right right totally well, yeah yeah it's um that, coming to realize that is such a process um especially since we aren't taught you know we aren't taught these things in school um so it's it's really like coming to realize all this stuff on your own can be so difficult um I don't even remember like my first thoughts I don't remember where they came from but I remember I was I was swimming I was just, I've been a swimmer well I was a swimmer for a long time and I was at a competition and I uh, there was this girl with a My Chemical Romance sweater and I was I went crazy I was like oh my god I want to I want to talk to you you're so cool I love My Chemical Romance and then it turned out that uh, she was a lesbian and we were talking about uh, sexuality and I was like, yeah, I think I'm bisexual. And um, but, but then we started dating and that's when I like realized that I was definitely bisexual, you know? Yeah. And there were moments where I was like, am I just gay? You know, that, and that happens often. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I have a lot of bisexual friends who relate to this where like, if you're dating a guy and then you break up, then you go, no, I'm definitely gay. I'm definitely not supposed to be dating guys. That's definitely not right. But um, you're just always swinging around, you know, you're always, you're always swinging around. And um, the other thing that's important to know too is like your, your identity isn't static, right? It's not like you have one identity and that's it for your whole life, right? And things things change and you realize things about yourself and you have experiences and you know it's not like you have to find a label and stick to it and you can't move from that yeah for sure yeah Um, and I also wanted to ask you Lena Mm -hmm. what like what was your experience like coming out to your friends and to your family you know like how long did it take you before you really felt like you were ready to tell people and what was that experience like for you well um I it was again when I started dating this girl and um I had this I was in the 10th grade at this point I had this friend at the time who um she was she was really great and but uh she like she was really I came out to her actually Uh, I told her and um it was actually really funny. She has scoliosis. Uh, if you don't know, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, uh, Wait. Um, oh, oh. 
sorry no you're back it was just you happened with your microphone and it was um really hard to hear you for a minute there okay what uh where did i cut out scoliosis <laughs> scoliosis so scoliosis is this uh yeah it's this disease i get it's not a disease i don't know what how you describe it but it's a mixture of uh spine uh twist like it's not straight it curves and i told her and i said i said i'm i told her i'm bisexual and she said uh i guess i guess you're not the only one who's not straight or something like that i thought it was fucking hilarious um <laughs> and um she really encouraged me to come out um i was like i told her i was like i'm thinking about coming out and she told me the best way to do it was on a facebook post like you should put on a Facebook post. I was like, okay, I guess that's fine. So uh, we were actually at the pool at the recreation center, and she helped me type out this whole thing, and it was super cringy. And she like made me make all these jokes. Um, but I posted it there, which was probably not the best idea to come out on online to all your friends before you come out to your family. Um, I was planning on making a cake for my uh for my family to and I would make a cake and make it rainbow and I would say whatever um but someone found someone told my someone made a comment about it to my brother and um yeah and my brother told my mom which was not great um he, I know he feels bad about it now, but at the time, I, I just think he didn't know how to deal with it. And he was kind of angry that he had to find out through a friend, um, which I don't blame him for. And then, um, and then my mom was picking me up from swim practice and it came up and she was pretty unhappy with me that I had come out um publicly and that she told me you know the whole basic like you're confused you're too young to know these things um but a big concern for her was my safety right like she was really worried that I would be hurt for that and someone would target me um it was really difficult for me that was really like that was really hard um my dad was quite accepting um my sister was very accepting uh, but my, my mom took a, it took a while for my, for my mom to come around and there's still a lot of weird feelings there. Right. I, I don't like talking about my sexuality with my mom. Um, although it's, it's much better now for sure. Um, but yeah. And, uh, that's, that's kind of that, but it's also like a process of having to come out very odd when you're, when you, when you come out, you know, it, it, it has to come up eventually in conversation just regularly and you're, you're kind of always coming out to people um so it's it's definitely a process yeah yeah I bet because you know every time you meet somebody new and get close to them I guess you that's something that comes up but yeah yeah and there's a there's a lot of shame right like there's a lot of there's a lot of shame on bisexual men because they aren't accepted by straight women and they are often not accepted by gay, by gay men. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a lot of stigma for bisexual women because it's like 
oh, you're doing it for attention. Oh, you, you know, all this, oh my God, all this stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that can be difficult. Um, that can be difficult to manage for sure. Um, yeah, but it, you know, it's, it's a process and like people are, I haven't had many issues, uh, in the past while, you know, uh, besides the like typical, uh, just men harassing you for, for being, being bisexual and being asked to threesomes all the time. Like, okay, just because I'm bisexual doesn't mean that I want to have sex with everyone, you know? Um, so yeah, it's, it's, but it's, it's definitely getting better. It's definitely, I could have it a lot worse too. Um, yeah, you know, sexual sexuality is interesting. It's it's so we're so ashamed of it. We're we're so made to be ashamed of it. I'm just trying to let let it loose, you know. Yeah, just make it something completely normal. It shouldn't be this yeah this huge deal, you know. Yeah, not at all. And like, Bar. I'm just I'm just trying to normalize as many things as many like many of these things that we've been made to feel ashamed about yeah for sure trying to normalize that right like yeah like last night I was laying on my couch like touching my roommate's boob and we're just like sounds super weird but we're like what does your boob feel like what does my boob feel like you know (laughs) (laughs) it's fine (laughs) what a what a fun roommate you have. What a fun roommate. But it's just, like, it's so, like, we should just be talking. We should just, like, be talking about yeah our yeah. sexuality and, like, desexualizing our bodies. Cause being comfortable. Being comfortable. Just, yeah. Exactly. Uh, there's a good segue. Being comfortable. That's the opposite of what I am around anything sexual. <laughs> comfortable, yeah. Yeah. That's one main reason why in the past, like you know, the past year, I've kind of come to realize even more that I'm, yeah, I'm pretty asexual. Um, yeah. Because, you know, the the few close to sexual encounters that I've had, I just find myself very tense, very uncomfortable, very much, like, it doesn't feel natural it feels like I have to convince myself that that it's something that I I want that you want yeah it and you know it doesn't feel natural at all it just feels like I'm uncomfortable but like maybe I need to just try and not be uncomfortable you know it's like I I'm trying to convince myself I feel it in a way that I clearly don't (laughs) yeah so yeah, one thing that I've realized is just like, well, there's no, there shouldn't be any pressure. If I, if I'm not, if I don't like it, then don't do it. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you're not, if you're not liking it, don't do it. If you, it's, it's a simple thing, but we're so often uh, expected to do things we don't want to do. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think that like, it's, you know, I think it's easy to s- confuse that feeling of like actually not wanting to do something with like, oh, I'm just nervous, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, you, you. It's okay to be nervous, but you shouldn't be like, no, no, this. I don't want to do this. This sucks. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Like it. You know, because 
pe- the way people talk about sex and things like that is it it's something that they genuinely want you know especially yeah. in the moment in the moment they genuinely want it yeah, yeah. never experienced that feeling before <laughs> <laughs> just like, boy I have <laughs> <laughs> you know it's interesting because because I'm pansexual and you're asexual and I think I've said this before but it's like it's all or nothing it's all or nothing but, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I think that's hilarious. Me too. We were actually considering calling a podcast All or Nothing originally. Yeah. But I don't think we wanted our main topic to be sexuality, so. Yeah. Um, we, like, we like to go into everything. So we went with gum on this table for whatever reason. Yeah, because it's, it's great, because Elijah came up with it. Yeah, because we love Elijah too much to, exactly. to choose anything else. Um. But yeah, I I don't know. I honestly lately have been thinking uh, that there's a possibility I could also be aromantic. Mm-hmm. I've been, you know, just like whenever it comes up, I just kind of think about it. Again, no no pressure on myself to to label myself anyway. But I'm like, that's a possibility because like. Just like I don't like the idea of sex, I also don't like the idea of like holding hands or kissing. I just yeah. want to be friends and hang out every day, all yep. day, in a friend kind of way. <laughs> That's your new slogan. <laughs> every time hang I hang out someone, all day, every day, in a friend kind of way. <laughs> ever someone flirts, but I'll say. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. But yeah. like I get that and and but would you like to explain what that what that means like the difference between asexual and aromantic? Yes. Um I know that a lot of people also have kind of different definitions for themselves. Um but at least in my experience with being asexual, I just don't experience sexual attraction towards other people. Mhm. Um, so if I do find myself attracted to someone, it's more in a, in a way that I just think someone's really cool and I would like to get to know them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Hang out with them every day. <laughs> um, yeah. In a friend way. Like I, in not a friend really kind of way. Um, it, it's kind of weird because I, I get really strong emotions towards people that I like. Yeah. I can really love people but it's it's always in a you know obviously it's in a platonic way but it's it's more intense than just like a regular friend you know I'm like I want to be really close friends yeah you're you're a deep like you're a deep lover like you the love that you feel is very intense um but it's like it's platonic and but you you just you have so much love to give, but just in in a friend kind of way, right? Um, yeah, and then for me, you know, aromantic, I don't necessarily experience romantic feelings towards pe- people either. You know, if I see someone attractive, I'm not keen to like. I don't know the idea of romance with that person, even if I find someone attractive. You know, the idea of romance. yeah. Or, like, being intimate with them. I just don't like the idea of... Again, I just... If I see someone attractive, I'm like, I want to just 
know that person personally and be a really good friend with them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so all my friends are really attractive people. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I, I appreciate that, Claire. I'd like to know <laughs> if you find someone attractive like physically yeah what does that what does that look like for you oh it's a really confusing time for me always yeah like I'm like wait what (laughs) you know I I, there are people it's very it's quite rare but I do occasionally see people who I find very physically attractive um and I have you know since it's such a confusing moment (laughs) of like wait what am I if I find this person attractive does that go against being asexual but it's I don't know I I still don't have any sort of sexual or romantic feelings towards them so I can still find people attractive but yeah if if I go any deeper and say you know like sometimes I'll ask myself okay you find this person attractive would you want to date them and I always say no way would yeah sleep with them absolutely not um yeah really have a clear explanation for you there (laughs) I just uh I don't know I just um there are some attractive people out there you know it's kind of yeah kind of like I'm not I'm not gay but I can find some women really attractive like physically they're just really gorgeous people it's kind of the same totally um yeah. Uh, do you do you have like a do you have certain traits in someone that you often find attractive? Yeah. Yeah. There seems to be a a link a a bit of a a pattern there. Yeah. Would you like to share, or is that a secret, secret, secret? It's not really secret. There's not much to share. I mean, I. It's also one of those things that I don't really know. I could list many things off without actually seeing these people in front of me. But usually I am attracted more to people with, like, darker hair and who are, like, like a bit – not tall, but, like, I don't know. I'm not going to say – Long. Yeah, kind of – I don't (laughs) – Lean people, you know? They're not super muscular. They're not, like – I don't know. I feel like I'm going to offend people. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's okay yeah no everyone's got their own preferences right that's, that's like the beautiful thing well this is the beautiful thing you don't even have to worry because you know you think that but I also I like I I you know I, I you know I usually end up dating people with dark hair yeah but but uh I have my own preference right everyone's got their own preference you know you know what's actually what actually kind of sums it up a little bit Hmm. So I don't know if you'll be able to picture this as I am, but do you you know like just imagine like a typical like hip hop dancer? Yeah. There you go. It's <laughs> <laughs> so specific. No, like... <laughs> that's so odd. Do you like dancers? I fucking love dancers. I I find dancers so physically attractive. Well, there you go. I just need there you go. I just start dancing. You should just start dancing. Like No, but like it's I don't know how to like just what they're wearing as well really plays into it. I'm like, oh nice. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. The the like the cool the nice flowing outfits and like the 
the uh when their outfits are kind of loose on their bodies yeah Isn't that weird <laughs> you know you know it's not okay this is there's no shame here about you know everyone's got their little things claire likes dancers Dance. that's fine <laughs> It's fine. With some good mood, that's all. Let her let her like dancers, you know. Sometimes, sometimes there's like weird, you know. There's weird things for me. It's like eyebrows always come into play. Like I, I only ever date people with really good eyebrows. Like I'm talking like, I'm, and I shouldn't say good. I what I mean by good is I mean like thick. Oh. And that's not that's not good for everyone. I just mean like thick eyebrows. It's like I don't even mean to do it. I it just happens. I, it just happens. I can't say the same. Actually, I don't think I care much for eyebrows. Like, unless they're a lot, you know? If there's a lot of eyebrow, I'm not really... But sometimes sometimes you don't even notice, you know? Like, I didn't even, I don't even notice, but it just... It happens. Yeah. And then later, you know? And then after you're maybe already dating that person, do you realize, oh... Yeah, I'll like I'll start dating someone and then I'll like look at their eyebrows and I'll be like, wow, you have really good eyebrows. And then I'll be like, wait, my ex had really good eyebrows. And I'll be like, literally everyone I've ever dated has had really good eyebrows. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. I don't mean to do it. Yeah, I. That's pretty funny. But loose clothing and bushy eyebrows. There you go. That's that's the key to our hearts. Key to our hearts. Yeah, I. You know, I've been really questioning lately whether or not I'm demisexual which I think is Uh quite a possibility because um I don't know for me you know like I was saying before or you were saying before I'm I'm a deep like I have a lot of deep love for people I Uh I I really crave that like deep connections with people um, you know, with all my close friends, I feel like I, I have a deep emotional connection to, and that's important to me. Um, and anytime I picture myself in any sort of relationship, which not often, but when I do, it's always like, I, I can picture myself with somebody who I already am very close to, you know, like, I, yeah. I could ever be really like intimate with someone unless I was a hundred percent myself and comfortable around that person yeah for sure so yeah that's a possibility in my confusing little little mix yeah I mean you never know again like it's not static right yeah um I think that could make a lot of sense but it's also like everyone's different your relationship with everyone is different yeah. Um. Uh, but sorry. Go on. You go on. We're gonna cut this part out because I was super weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too lazy to cut it out. I'm sorry. It's okay. Okay, we're gonna keep it in then. <laughs> um, I was. I actually forget what I was gonna say. <laughs> Perfect. Claire, we gotta cut this part out. No, I don't want to. It's going on too long. I don't want to cut it out. So just go on with what you were gonna say. I don't even remember what I was going to say. There's the reality behind these podcasts. Sometimes you just slip up. Also, I'm very tired and hungover, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. 
Claire's not. I'm, Claire doesn't live that kind of life. Live that kind of life. I'm tired sometimes, but I'm never hungover. Um, there you go. That's good. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Do you have anything else that you want to say about your experience or about, I don't know, things? <laughs> you know, I just... I'm trying to like I'm in this I'm I'm going through this thing right now where I'm trying to really like reclaim my sexuality and and I and I'm talking about when I say sexuality in this context I don't mean my like orientation I mean just like my sexuality right um because it's something that that is so taboo and like you makes you feel weird everything makes you feel weird about it and I'm just trying to like I'm just trying to own it you know so I'm like I'm trying to get have more conversations about sexuality with people in my life you know I'm trying to like desexualize bodies and like be naked more I've been mm-hmm. very naked lately I love um yeah, it feels so good. Look, I don't want to turn you into a nudist or anything, but, like, <laughs> it feels so good to just, like, be around people who just don't care and aren't, like, ogling your body, but just, like, it's, like, it's fine. And I, they're, they're just bodies. I honestly would love for that to be a reality for me. And I think I think one day it will be because, you know, again, I'm, I'm, I feel, you know what? I need a tribe of other asexuals because we don't care about each other's bodies a tribe a tribe of asexuals because at least in my in my experience like i don't i'm not attracted to to other people's bodies in any sexual way i'm just like nice body <laughs> you know nice 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 loose fitting clothes loose fitting clothes you got there friend um, yeah so it would be nice to have people kind of look at me the same way of just like yep that's a body rather than like you know, I, that's something that makes me so uncomfortable is, is when people are thinking or thinking about or looking at me in a sexual way or even flirting. But yeah. Anything like that, just I do not tolerate because I just don't get anything out of it because I'm not going to be sexually attracted to to the people who are perhaps sexually attracted to me, you know? Yeah, and I mean, the, 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 the odd thing about that is, like, when you're not sexually attracted to them and they're looking at you, you, you become, like, this object that's being looked at, right? Yes. And, yeah. and you're not active in that position. You're not, like, you don't have any power. Like, you're being looked at, you know? You know what? That's such a hmm. good way to describe how it feels to be asexual does it dude literally what i just explained to you is like that's... the theory behind the male gaze which is like this theory in film on like how film uh shoots women like with the camera yeah well that's interesting and if you ever wonder how it feels to be asexual being looked at by people who are not asexual that's exactly how it feels that's it. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, an animal in a zoo, right? When you're looking at the animal, stop looking at like you, you are you are the observer, and then there's the observed, right? It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. I don't like that feeling, Claire. And that's why, like, that's really why just being naked and like 
taking away the like sexualness of that of of that situation of being naked is so powerful because it's like I don't need to hide myself you know yeah and um I you know what I've like I think I've been completely naked in front of one person in my life and it was this girl I met in Thailand (laughs) (laughs) because we're going you know this was completely out of character for me but I thought oh fuck it why the heck not I'll just say yes because it sounds like such a free experience she just suggested let's just go skinny dipping in this waterfall in this public waterfall there was nobody around luckily but it was so freeing and it felt so natural and good to just like yeah in like this rainforest in Thailand completely naked and I damn that sounds good I wasn't even bothered by this this girl who was you know with me even though I had known her for less than a week at this point it had actually only been a few days at this point but it was such a freeing experience and we were both you know neither of us cared about <laughs> we weren't looking at each other's bodies we weren't judging each other we were just hanging out naked just being totally and you know that's this is the thing I'm experiencing now it's like this weekend I was um up at the lake with my roommates and um we just like we were on this pier this dock and we all just got naked and jumped into the water right but then we were like laying on the dock naked and it just like it feels so good to to just be especially when there's a few of you you know, it, like, takes off the pressure of it. If it were just you naked, like, that's a lot. Yeah. But when you're all naked, it's, like, it's fine. We're just being naked. There's nothing wrong. And like, this is just my skin sack, right? That's, like, it's just the way I am. And it's it's such a strange idea that um, being, being naked is looked at in such a weird way. You know, people are so uncomfortable with it. And it's just, it's... It doesn't make sense if you really think about it, why people are so uncomfortable with that, because that's what we are. We're just wearing material over it. You know, that's what we are underneath all of those clothes every day. That's your body. Like, what's. Yeah. Why is it seen as. We're we're always hiding it. Why is it seen as a bad thing to to show? Sorry, I'm stuttering. (laughs) (laughs) Just hiccuping a little. Just thinking too much about naked bodies and getting nervous. yeah I mean it's true it's true though like I really think that one of the most empowering things you can do is is love your body and sometimes that's really hard to do because we're so we're always being targeted with marketing and all this stuff like this is you need to look this way this way buy these things to look this way right so we're really kind of pressured into looking a certain way and the most rebellious things you could do is love your body right but like even if you can't do that even if that's too much to ask of you just like being okay you know just being okay with the fact that you like just with your skin and 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 again we've talked about body image and for me literally one of the most helpful things with my body image is just to take my clothes off like you know you know what it just adds another thing. Like, this This is, I have to look good in these clothes. Like, no, just take them off. It's fine. Honestly, I always like the way I look naked better than I do when I'm wearing clothes. Perfect. Yeah. I'm just, you know, every every time I take my clothes off, again, not often, but <laughs> I'll find it really nice to sleep without clothes on. 
It's so good. It feels yeah, it just and feels free. It feels right. You just appreciate your body a lot more. Like that's your that's the most natural thing. Sleeping completely naked in like a fetal position. <laughs> just yeah, it feels like you're in the womb again. I'm a child. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> but that's it, right? Like that's that's the goal. It's just to feel like a child. Yeah. Like kids don't care about their bodies. And then here's the trick. Actually, I'm going to give a trick for 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 you and whoever's listening. If uh, if you're you know I'm I've been doing this lately. I've been like just going to the beach and just taking off my clothes. And if anyone ever comes up to you, this this would probably would never happen. But if anyone is like confused or like upset with you for not wearing clothes, just fake a French accent and be like, "Sorry, I'm I am not from here. I'm from France." <laughs> You know, and then just fake that, and then, and then it's fine because everyone expects French people to be nuded. <laughs> noted. S- noted, right? It actually is super handy. You know what? I think that's gonna be. I know it's the end of May right now, but I think my re- my New Year's resolution twenty twenty <laughs> is gonna be naked more. <laughs> be naked more, totally. Claire, I'm so happy that you're saying this because I'm. This is what I've been doing. <laughs> I love it. Being you know? naked is fun, yes, but to me, even you know, it's such an uncomfortable thing. Even you know, and it's it's taken years for me to even just be comfortable with myself, my own presence when I'm naked. You know, mm-hmm. it's weird to think about because, like, I don't know. I just you're. It's what you got. Like it's it's the thing that you have always. Yeah, I think people, at least this is what I experienced. Like I I was so uncomfortable with the idea of of nudity. And not, well, you know, just bodies and just being naked that I was even uncomfortable in my own presence being naked, which is so messy to think about it. Because why? Why? You should be able to look at your body and not think anything except that's my body, (laughs) you know? That's my body. Totally. Um, But I feel like we should somehow loop this back around to our original <laughs> topic or, or the original point of this podcast and maybe mm-hmm. maybe say some some last words of advice and then peace out so I can go to bed naked so I could yeah um, go to bed. yeah my my advice um you know uh if you're if you're confused, do some research. You know, get put yourself out there. Um, if if you are in a bad situation and your parents aren't, or your family isn't accepting of your gayness, I'm sorry, but you can always be gay somewhere else. You know, um, I mean, you. I think the most important thing is just to accept yourself if if nobody else is except around you is is yeah thank you that is a much more cohesive way of saying what i'm saying if you (laughs) if you accept yourself then you can you can go anywhere and be happy anywhere um do accept you because trust me there's so many other people who will accept you if people who are already in your life won't yeah you don't need to change for them at all you just need to if anything, they need to change for you. <laughs> and if they're not totally fine, just, you know, they're, if 
with yeah. your family. You could still love them, but you know, disagree with them and find find like a you know a second family of friends that's more accepting. That was yeah, exactly. Intense, but yeah. no, it is. I'll say it less intensely. Um, this is a slogan that I've been hearing a lot: "Be gay, do crime." I live by that. Also, don't don't commit felonies. Don't don't break the law. Um, I'm not condoning that, but that you know, just like do what you want, do what you want, be free. Yeah, I'll... that's my wisdom. Here's my my advice from a confused asexual. Um, mm-hmm. Don't put and like, there's no pressure. You know, don't put any pressure on yourself to have a label or to figure out what you are, who you are, just in this moment. You know, it'll it'll come. You'll figure it out eventually. For now, just accept what you are feeling and honor that. Don't do anything you don't want to do. Do what you do want to do. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Don't don't feel stressed or pressured about it because it's not something that you're going to know immediately for most people, at least. You know, it, it takes time for you to learn about who you are in every way, but... In, with your sexuality as well, so yeah. for sure, good advice. Thanks, man. Yeah, well, man, well, man. Um, all right. So I think that that wraps up our our episode. I hope everybody enjoyed, including you, Elijah. I hope you enjoyed learning. Yeah, Elijah. I hope Elijah enjoyed talk. Enjoyed listening to us talk about being naked <laughs> i hope you enjoyed that i hope he you know what i hope elijah takes some time this week to be I naked hope he's listening to this naked i hope so um i hope everybody you know what i encourage anyone who's listening to this right now just take off all your clothes right now just do it just and just be do it Unless, just become try to be comfortable with like it. in your car driving or like Maybe in a public area in the middle of the day. Maybe, maybe. I mean, you can, but you might get fined for public nudity. So I don't really. Re- yeah, try and avoid that situation. Yeah, you know what? People, are, people are smart. They're not going to take their clothes off if they know they shouldn't. Um, but also, just let yourself be free. Be free. Right? I think I'm clearly um getting tired so (laughs) we should uh all right yeah thank you for thank you for listening listening join us potentially next week or the week after that who knows by this point we'll see we'll see what happens all right 